Welcome to the Am I Baller podcast, episode two. Shout out to everybody that tuned in for episode one. We support the the love, the reviews, the feedback that we got, everything about that. So we, we really are thankful. Last week, we talked a lot about basketball on this Basketball and Business podcast. We went real in-depth on our playoff predictions, uh, things like that, and we thank you for uh, all the love and support on that. This week's a little more focused on the business side. We got a good show coming up with Cody Baker from Johnny's Buy, Sell, and Trade, and again, we have uh, a special guest lined up, Zach Iapa, for the end of the podcast. Let's see him get on here. Coming to you live from Elijah's Temple, our spiritual director, Mika Club. Shout out to Mika Club for producing this podcast. We got a lot of good things in store, and thank you for tuning in. So tonight, you know, I do plan to watch basketball. Um, Tomorrow night, I plan to watch basketball. And guess what? Every night, I plan to watch basketball because the Yankees lost, so baseball is dead to me again. Uh, and it was only alive for like a week, so I wore my Yankees hat a couple times, and I was I like, oh, I forget that. a lot of fun that. games coming up it's, soon. Yeah, couple, it's all basketball couple now. couple things on my schedule. Basketball is in full swing. College basketball is coming up, but not College as strong basketball. as the NBA. Uh, shout out to Michigan State, preseason only, number one. Only Kentucky. We had this argument earlier where uh, immediate Dave is in the room, so I'm going to address him because he really understands what I'm saying. We had this argument earlier where Dalton, who loves Michigan State, What'd you say? Tom is a number one? Yeah. Tom yeah. is a number one? Okay. Michigan State, greatest, greatest college team ever. Greatest college team ever, he said. And then I said, I don't even think, I said, I don't, they don't have the best college players. It's like Kentucky no. has the best players in the NBA. Yep. And then I said, Duke has better players. And he said, no, Michigan State's got better players than Duke in the right. NBA. And I was like, they only have like three guys. Who's the best Michigan State player in the league right now? Draymond, Draymond Green's the best that, Michigan clear. State player. Oh, yeah. But Draymond Green, and then is, maybe is maybe Magic Johnson players. still comes in second, and he doesn't play. You know? <laughs> yeah. But like I saw him shoot a couple years ago that, on TV. What, Harris. Oh, it's uh, Jaron Jackson, Gary Harris. Yeah, Wendell Miles Bridges. Who is it? Denzel, Denzel. Valentine. That's with the Brent Forbes. Yeah. Mm. Underwhelmed. Yeah, no. Underwhelmed. Hey, we can't forget fifteenth uh, man on the bench, Adrian Payne. Yeah. <laughs> 15th, 15th man of the year. Yeah, I mean, Michigan State is a team. That's for sure. <laughs> they are one of the teams um, in college basketball. Yeah. Kentucky's always going to be the best team in college basketball. I'm always going to root for uh, the Lakers, the Yankees, the Wildcats, and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I'm always going to root for those four really large money teams, you know? Um, Ridiculous. I don't actually root for the Cowboys. So, anyway, outside college basketball, you said there's some good games to watch. You know, uh, what's what, what's on your schedule for the next couple weeks? What should our uh, listeners be uh, tuning into? Next couple weeks, a uh, couple good games coming up that, that I'm going to be tuning into. I know that Bulls Hawks specifically, I like some of the young guys in the league, you know, being a, being a Bulls fan and uh, watching them. I think they're on the come up. I think they have a couple guys that I really like watching. Uh, I'm excited to see how Kobe White does throughout the whole season. I like Zach Levine. Uh, and then Lowry Marketing coming back, Wendell, Otto Porter. I think they have a good core to yeah, uh, fight for that eight seed. I think the Hawks, you know, same thing. They're a little bit younger, a little bit less experienced than the Bulls, but uh, not much because they're obviously both young teams trying to trying to fit together. But I think the, the Hawks have great guys that I love watching. I love watching Trey Young play basketball. So that'll be a fun one. Bucks Clippers coming up. I think that's a potential finals matchup. I think we could see a lot of good things. Um, uh, hopefully, you know, we have Paul George in there. 
uh, if he's not already back by the time this podcast airs. I think we'll see um, I think good matchups, lot, good team play there, um, two of the best teams overall. Um, you know, obviously some superstars on both sides, but the coaching, the, the team unity, uh, I think are, are two of the best things. I, I think that'll be a good game. Is it really coaching. just that you always want to have a Michigan State player that you're watching on NBA every couple weeks? Every night. Every night. Every night. Well, every night. Well, if Michigan State would like to sponsor this podcast and would like to hire Dalton as their uh, talent scout and uh, endorser, just like walk around endorsing you, um, just get a hold of me and I'll tell you no. Because um, he's staying right here because he's a baller. This podcast is more important than any deal he could have with Michigan State. <laughs> um, so we have, uh, we have a special guest on today. And, uh, you know, as far as special guests go, this is one of the very best we could possibly have for episode number two. Uh, I don't know if he would be the best to have for episode number three uh, or if he would have been the best for episode number one, but he's definitely the best for episode number two. Uh, he is my favorite person to gamble with. That's right. If I'm in a casino, he better be there. Uh, he's my favorite person to buy a car with. And let me tell you, I've taken him a few times. Because uh, you know how you have those hustlers in your life who can always make a deal. Uh, he's one of those kind of guys. And, um, you know, I'm definitely not talking about Zach Ayapa because he's coming on later. But I am talking about our boy Cody Baker of Johnny's Buy, Sell, Trade. Everybody give a round of applause to Cody right now. Come on. Mm. Hey! Shout out to Cody. If you're Shout listening in your car, take your hands off the wheel and just clap for Cody right now. Actually, don't do that. Uh, and if you do that, please don't tell anybody I told you to. And if you do say anything, tell them that Media Dave told you to do that. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Cody, man, it's good to have you in. I uh, saw that, that uh, Rolls Royce you pulled up in. It looks really nice. It looks kind of like a Toyota. Yeah. Is it? Wait, is it a Toyota? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a Rolls Royce Camry. Rolls Royce Toyota Camry style. I like that. I like that. That's the option. Yeah. That that's the option I pick when I go to the dealership. Yeah. You know, which I don't do because I only buy used cars, mm. which is actually what I just said about you a second ago. If I was buying a car, yeah. I take you with me. Yeah. Have I taken you with me to buy? How many cars do you think? Like three? At least. Three cars. Yeah. Dalton, do you have somebody you take with you to buy a car? I take myself. Um, that's pretty much wow, it. Baller. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm the guy that I will walk away from a deal. So when I was car shopping last summer, uh, you know, I walked away from a couple, couple guys. Did they you call know, you I, back? I let them, I let them run the game. I try to get everything out that I oh. can, and if it's not enough, you know, I walk away because I don't need that car. I'll get another one. And the, what do you think about that strategy, Cody? Terrible. I was going to yeah. say, like, he's bragging about walking away from deals. Like, yeah, you got to brag if, about if it, closing if deals. It's not, if it's you not right, make the deal. I'm, I'm buying. They got to sell it. There's something wrong with it. You got to get it for a better deal. Make more money on it. Fix it. You got to buy, like, everything that's in the car, too. Yep. Like, whatever they got there. Uh, no, man. I don't, I don't care buy about the cars car that much. It's just, it's just a tool. How many... So, so with... So, Cody runs a place called Johnny's Buy, Sell, Trade uh, with his brother, uh, Johnny. Um, a lot of people don't know which one is which, which is great. Uh, so a lot of people think Cody is Baby Johnny, boy, and they think out. that Johnny is Cody. We're definitely going to have John on sometimes because his take on what a good investment is is possibly the most interesting, yet it works, sort of situation. Um, 
so Cody, how many cars though you think you buy like in a year? Just you know, somebody comes into your shop and they're like, "Yo, I got this car." You know, because uh, mm. people people do bring in cars yeah. to like pawn shops and buy sell trades. How many cars do you think you end up buying a year? Oh, a couple, two or three. Two or three? Yeah. Is that it? You can only buy so many without a yeah. permit, right? I think it's like eight. Oh, I thought it was only like three. It's always been one of my one of my dreams to start a, a car lot. I thought like uh, each person. I was gonna, what the a first bad dream. <laughs> what a bad dream, right? Dude, the first, the first year I was just gonna buy eight. I just buy four stock. It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean I have that too, but uh, it's not the same. Like like really, it's like you know, yeah. uh, I I want to get like a really good mechanic who's kind of a loser, but who is nice and honest, right? And then I want to set them up and say, look, I can find junk cars. But really, every time I go buy a car, I take Cody, and then yeah. we go look at a car, and then we bring it to the mechanic, and we start getting him, and now the mechanic's making good money because he's fixing cars, we're selling them, and before you know it, the mechanic's no longer a loser, he's a winner, and we've got a great car lot, and I can drive whatever I want. Loser mechanic. No, you pay him no, good. no, you make him an owner. That's the problem, man. When you make money, everybody's got to make money. That's, 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 that's what's that's wrong true. with modern business. They, they want to make all the money. Like, they ain't got quite enough all the time, you know? Yeah, yep, share the wealth. Day. Share the wealth. That's what the Bible teaches. That's, That's what the Bible thing. teaches. Four cars. Four cars oh. in Illinois. So you can only sell four. So I can, you can only flip four I cars I can flip year. four cars this year, and then next year I, can, I need a license to flip eight cars. To do more than four. Well, I'm cars. starting this business right here and right now yes. with <laughs> the people in this room. I'll do what I do. I'd love to flip cars. I'm out. We don't have I'm time out. for that, Elijah, and he's out, and he's running a thing, and Media, Dave, Media Dave's just sitting there. He's here for the podcast. Yeah, he's barely here for the podcast. He already he's left. He's not famous enough yet, so he's out. Yeah, he already left. He said, if you guys aren't loving these episodes, he's done. He's he's quitting. He's got a new podcast at Michigan State he's trying to roll. Um, so, Cody, tell us, though, you know, uh, you you and your brother, you guys started Johnny's Buy, Sell, Trade. I was there for a lot of that. Yep. But go ahead and tell us, what's the difference between a buy, sell, trade and a pawn shop? Mm, yeah. Okay, well, pawn shop does loans on whatever you bring in. So say you bring in something, laptops worth 200 bucks, they'll give you a loan for a percentage of that. What kind of loan do you think they would give us for everything in this room? Well, you know, a couple thousand. Well, that's pretty good. It's pretty good for a pawn shop. It's probably not. There's a lot of stuff in there. But. How mu- so, so you don't do loans at the buy, sell, trade, though? No. You, you, just, just, you just buy it, it, sell it, or trade it. Okay. Do you have to have a special license to be a pawn shop as opposed yeah. to you do? You gotta apply for a pawn broker's license and then you gotta get approved and then you gotta renew it every so many years. You have to take classes or and certifications. Oh uh, no, not necessarily, but you gotta have a certain amount of capital. Yeah, you gotta have yeah. a certain amount of capital and it costs so much money per square foot of retail space. Uh Stuff like that. There's a lot of different weird things about it. So it's it's a lot it's a lot simpler in in the sense that what you're <clears> buying, the commodities and things that you're buying, are the things that people bring in. You buy them, yeah. You sell them. You flip them for for a lot more money. So if I was bringing in this room now, the pawn shop said they would loan me a couple thousand dollars. How much would you give us? Like I'm not saying that Miko Club is going to quit or anything, but are we get a ten stack out of here? Oh wow. The temple is going up, man. So, so let's do it. Let's do it. And let's start a, a car lot. Based on like how much it's worth, you saying like, I'm gonna keep this and sell it if you don't yeah. pay me back. Is that yeah. Yeah. So works? like, if it's worth two hundred, they're not gonna give you two hundred. They're gonna right. give you 
you know, around it's half. Liability, so, yeah. so say they give you a hundred, that way if you don't pick it up and they have to sell it, they're going to make money. Yeah. Eventually, pawn shops like to build relationships, so if you bring it in all the time, they might give you more each time. Right. And eventually they might be giving you the full 200, but you've already done 20 loans, so they've already made two grand off of you. You throw interest on these loans at pawn shops? Yeah, oh, yeah, 20%. 20%. 20%, you got 30 days to pick it up, Dang, usually. Sharks. And if you don't pick it up... <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy. And with the pawn shop, if you don't pick it up, yeah. there is no... I'll give you a couple more days. Yeah, Legally, by the state, they have to sell it after 30 days. But they actually have to hold it for another 30 days, so... There's a lot more storage needed in pawn shop. So the the big differential is the loan aspect. Yeah, we just buy it, we bring it in, yeah. we buy it, and then we hold it for 10 days, and then we sell it. Okay. So, um, so you know, I, I said that uh, that I really like to gamble with you. Yeah. And uh, Winners win. Yeah, winner, winners win. Table win. Um and and win. I like to I like to tell people about this night that uh, that you and John were out gambling, but it's not it's not at the casino. It's the night that we gambled in in Odell. Odell. And so I, you know, from my remembrance, you know, uh, I I gone along to to pick, and you guys hadn't started the shop yet, right? Yeah. So this was what year? What year was this? Twenty twelve. Okay, so in Early. 2012, that's what I was thinking it was, like sometime like... Mid-2012? Yeah, like March, April, yeah. before we got into summer, because I remember it seemed like stuff set for a while before it yeah. all started. And uh, what was what was your guys' budget to, to open the shop, you know, if, um, well, we had like, at that point? We had 5000 to start off, to buy, just for buying stuff to open, just to have inventory on the shelves. So you're just going to fill the shelves, $5,000... And you just have like a small space. Rent was really cheap, so not a lot of overhead. Yeah. Only you and your brother working. So you guys are, are taking a gamble on it. At the time, $5,000 is a lot of money, though, right? Yeah, because, you know, I was just working normal paycheck, paycheck jobs at the time. So Were you working for a knife salesman? Uh, that was a little bit before that. Are you working construction? I was working remodeling houses. Look at this guy. He's, he's a remodeling houses. He's a knife salesman. <laughs> it's Mad Dog Monday, y'all. <laughs> it's Mad Dog Monday. Y'all got to get out there and sell those knives. 7 a.m. It's a real side hustler. That's a real side hustler. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, at the time, though, uh, I, feel like, I feel like if you're listening, you're like, $5,000 isn't very much money. Yeah. It, it really isn't. That's but at the time, it was a lot of money. Yeah, it seemed like a and lot. Especially to start, you know. But it doesn't seem like enough money to start something at yeah. the same time. Like you yeah. pretty much are gonna have to get some deals. Oh yeah. So so this brings us to Odell. How did how did we end up in Odell, Illinois? Like like what happened? Odell uh, is south of Chicago, yeah. small town. What happened to bring us to Odell, Illinois? I think I put out a Craigslist ad looking to buy this, this, this and this type of stuff and I got a message from a kid who had a bunch of that similar items that he wanted to sell. Like what? Uh, I think it was like some subwoofers, some paintball guns, uh, tools, stuff like that. So you were looking for subwoofers, paintball guns, and tools. Yeah, pretty much. You were just thinking, like, what do people in Lincoln like? Yeah, and you're like, just... people in Lincoln really like subwoofers, they really like paintball guns, and they really yeah. like tools. Yeah, paintball guns not so much, Wide but range. I thought. You know, it, was a, it was a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was a shot. So what's so the guy has this stuff he he hits you up yeah and uh, I remember I just remember the snowmobile I remember it being like hey we're going here to get oh, a snowmobile yeah, that's how snowmobile. I think I got involved was like hey do you want to go with us to get a snowmobile yeah yeah 
And so I just rode along. <clears throat> so we like took John's truck. Yeah. Which was just a regular Chevy extended cab. Extended Chevy. cab. No trailer, nothing. To get a snowmobile and a bunch of other stuff. Not a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we get there and uh, we go in this guy's garage. Yep. And I just remember there was just like a bunch of dudes hanging out in the garage like you would imagine in like a small Midwest town. And they're just like drinking beer and like watching something on TV. Probably sports, yeah. So it was pretty much like any time you stop at any garage uh, (laughs) that's attached to any house in any neighborhood in rural America. Yeah, yeah, like constantly. Mounted fish on the wall. Sitting in like lawn chairs, you know. Um, And there was just like a room of junk in there. And uh, so Cody and John started walking through. And they just started looking at everything. And I didn't know how they were going to play it. So I, all I remember was the guy was like, you know, I mean, I'd probably sell this. And they just kept asking, like, well, would you sell this? Would you sell this? And uh, eventually the guy said, yeah, I'd sell all these things. And I don't know if, like, if it was you or John, but one of you guys said, well, how much for everything then? Yeah. And then the guy was, like, really, really, like, taken back. Like, he was like, what do you mean how much for everything? Like, wh- like, he thought that we were probably joking. Because I definitely don't think we looked like we were going to buy everything. <laughs> I think it was like, it wasn't like we showed up with like briefcases and like, hey, how much for all this stuff? We've yeah. got the cash right here. And uh, what what went down after that? I mean, I, I can't uh, even remember the deal or any of that kind of stuff. I think he didn't think we were serious. And we were like, no, seriously, how much for everything you just we just asked about? And then he started adding up in his head, it looked like, and thinking. He said a number. And I think we pretty sure we counted offered, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. So we counted offered back and forth until we made a deal and then we just started loading stuff up. And you remember I, I kinda remember a lot of the stuff because I was riding with it. I remember there was yeah. a flat screen TV, TV PlayStation, PlayStation three at the time. That was the hot thing um, at the time. Yeah. A crossbow. Yeah. A bunch like, of motorcycle helmets. Yeah. Some Hitachi tools, air compressor. Nail gun. Yeah. Um I don't know what else came out of that house. I think the paintball gun was at someone else's house. And then, so so from there, though, some kid showed up on a bike, and he said he would sell us the bike. Word spread around town. Yep. Word, yeah, like, word spread around this One little town. Because yeah. there was other dudes there, so they were, like, watching this whole thing go down. And uh, I remember we left and went and got the snowmobile, which was the worst part the of the store, deal. His storage unit, yeah, it was not the best deal. He didn't include it, it in snow. that overall price, and it, yeah. It, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think even with the snowmobile, you still made money on it, right? Yeah, a little bit. Like double your money on the snowmobile. Um, and then we we end up going over to this other kid's house who had the bike. Yep. And uh, and what what went down there? It's like another garage in Odell. This is all one night. Yeah, we went over there, and a few of his buddies fell and came with us. Uh, we bought a bike, a couple mopeds he had in the garage. <laughs> we were just asking him basically the same thing, how much for this, how much for that, and uh, some other stuff. And then he took us down to his room. We bought a drum Which was like set. this kid's basement. Like, yeah, we like walked past his mom. His parents' house, yeah. Went <laughs> to his basement. Walked past his mom. She's just watching TV. And... Uh, we got like a drum set, uh, a whole rack of DVDs with the rack. 
with actually actually somewhere the, in the shop yeah i know right i think yeah. john saw the rack and was like oh i need movies at the yeah. shop i don't have any movies yeah, now was, the shop's like, like how much for the movies. rack with everything on it and that and the rack had like a cowboy hat on i remember john said everything on i want yeah, the, hat. the hat i want everything. everything on it was like a bunch of burnt cds were on he was like all of it yeah. put it all in the car because <laughs> like uh 20 bucks <laughs> throw it in the bag then he got like then he, then he had a backpack and he's like I want the backpack too because it was like a it was like an Etnies backpack Etnies, or something. yeah some skateboarding it was backpack. like a couple couple skateboarding so he got the backpacks. backpack kids started pulling the stuff out of it had his you laundry said, in there the school books yeah it, the backpack ended up having a pair of this kid's underwear yeah, <laughs> it was he awkward. just left in there we found later um yeah so we at this time it was getting dark we're unloading drum sets and everything else you could think of out of his basement and uh then there was another kid that showed up that was trying to sell us a macbook yeah Mac- macbook macbook or an ipad or something it was a macbook, MacBook. yeah and we agreed on a price then he's like oh, i'm gonna go get it went and got it came back he wanted more than what we agreed on so mm. that didn't work out and then finally we ended up agreeing on it more and then he went up again we end up not getting the MacBook, but he was like the only person we didn't buy something yeah. from, and th- this is what I think is like the craziest thing. Oh, when I look back phones. on this whole night, is yeah, they started selling these cell phones, yeah. and these dudes were walking up, and and I promise I've never seen this happen. They would pull out their SIM card and go, "How much for my cell phone?" And it, we're talking like these were all iPhones. It's the and power of cash. They yeah. were yeah, basically they saw that that John and Cody had just a ton of cash. And they had already bought all this stuff. We're loading up the truck. The truck's like piled, oh, and they're like, "How much for my cell phone?" And Cody be like, hundred bucks." And they pop their SIM card out, hand them the cell phone yeah. for a hundred bucks, like Charger on the everything. spot, charger and everything. Yeah, they just I mean, we probably bought five cell phones yeah, that night. Seriously, five cell phones. Pretty much filled the store in one night from Odell. Didn't even spend half the money. Yeah. So like it was, it, it was, was like the stuff. contagious. <laughs> This is a contagious thing, and to me, like when I think about business, like I think some people have figured out how to do things, and some people, like I think with with Cody and John, as a good example, it's like it's like there's just a a thing you know, it's like a talent, and it's like using that talent, you just yeah. you know, and then this excitement of like yeah. money starts to fill a place, and it's like a crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same excitement for money it, that it, makes people energy, like do yeah. bad things yeah. too, but like at the same time, there's an energy in it. And it's the same thing with the casino. Like when I'm at the mm-hmm. casino, Cody's rolling dice. <laughs> I start betting on his dice rolls. I started making eighteen, twenty dollars at a time, and I'm like, "Holy cow!" And he starts stacking up chips, and yeah. you're yeah. just going crazy. And then he loses everything, and I yeah. still have some money because <laughs> I'm like, "I'm out, man." And this, this is wild. <laughs> like I, I've heard this story before from Luke, and it's one of my favorite. Uh, business beginning stories that i've heard uh, personally just because it's so funny because it's like you know you started the whole shop under budget um you know all these people that you know they might have needed twenty dollars for something or hundred dollars for something so then you they didn't look like they even needed money yeah so like you helped them you know they wanted the money they they wanted just just a high time and uh and and it's just it's funny and that that's to me um hustling in the um the premise of a buy, sell, and trade, you know, just flipping things, buying it cheap, knowing what you can sell it for, and uh, flipping it. And, and I think that's the most, like, basic entrepreneurial skill that's one of the hardest to maintain. So that's why I always think it's so wild to me when I hear that story. And that 
I hear all the other stories. Like, uh, yeah, uh, I, I want to say maybe John told me this or Zach told me this about bikes in Lincoln, about how you guys flip bikes all the time. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. I've been into the, the pawn shop or the, the buy, sell, and trade, uh, you know, numerous times. I always see so many bikes and, and all these kids in Lincoln just come up and sell their bikes and then buy a new one and then sell it back to you and buy a new bike. Mm-hmm. It was it was really before y'all started. Whenever you guys were selling bikes in Atlanta, yeah, that's how we started. And it was like there was the same kids buying and selling the same bikes yep. for more money. Like they they'd sell a bike for you know fifty bucks, come back and buy it later. Be like, I really like that bike. I'm gonna buy it now for two hundred. Yeah. And they just yeah. didn't care. It was like the idea that they would just get a different yeah. bike. It, it's like new to them. Yeah, it's they just get, new to yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Add a couple different parts and charge another hundred fifty. It's because like it, like I wouldn't sell my stuff and then buy it back like that. Like I would never just sell my cell phone yeah. unless you were gonna buy it for more than I paid yeah. for it, you know. Or like but the thing seen... is, is people don't think like that. Yeah. People don't. They just think, oh well, right now is good. I could just use any phone. Who cares? Yeah. Like a lot of people just don't think any differently than that, and they're not. They just don't have an entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. And it's at that thinking. moment, at least in yeah. their life, it's you know? thinking to the next moment and the moment after. It is. It's thinking. It's it's not really forward thinking. It's just like oh, I could use the cash right now. Maybe they all had like a, an addiction problem or something. <laughs> Maybe they all wanted the cash. Yeah. But they didn't seem like it. They just seemed like yeah. some dudes hanging out in the garage, and they're like, oh, money. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a good idea. We've been hanging out here doing nothing. Small town. The closest pawn shop was probably yeah an hour away. You know, yeah, we had to go to Chicago or go yeah. to go somewhere else. The worst thing about that story, though, is at the end, we had piled the truck so high that you couldn't drive. Oh, gosh. And because now it had two scooters, like mopeds, and a, a drum set, a snowmobile, and, like, bikes. Three, three full-size men. Yeah. And the, it <laughs> was it was way too door. much stuff. And so, and we were out of gas. Oh, bad. And Adele didn't have anywhere to get gas. gas. They were all yeah, closed was, by the time we Even though I think that if we had gone north, there was, like, a truck stop yeah, from we where we were, but we didn't know. It was a risk, because if we went north and there was no gas, we definitely yeah. wouldn't make it until Then we'd be time. close to Chicago with nothing. So we went to Pontiac and barely made it, driving, like, 50 on the interstate. And, uh, yeah, but we got all that stuff back home. And uh, you guys have been going strong now for seven years, which yeah, is crazy. Yeah. Uh, to think it's been that long yeah, no. and uh, have bought a lot of stuff and sold a lot of stuff so this week stuff. you guys uh, you guys sold some huge uh, like tall neck uh, like masks like that you put them on your head yeah, and you can like... see out of the chest and then there's like a huge long neck and it makes you like like really yeah. tall I was told they were old Budweiser commercial props but I don't know they do kind of look like that. They they're, look like they're yeah, they commercial. like they're commercial. They're not, com- not commercials. Like a, in a silly movie or something. Stuff they used to pass out free beers at festivals. And they, they got... Oh, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> uh, so they were definitely a strange item. Yeah, they were cool. And uh, you've had them for a while. You guys brought them to audio feed. We wore them at the platform. And, uh, the yeah, show. yeah. And they uh, they sold, and then so, this lady posted them online to uh, like strange things you find in in pawn shops or buy sell trade shops. Uh, yeah, yeah. Strange things this you buy, a, this find in. Uh, this was like a like yeah a shop. Or it something is definitely like that. that situation where there's a, a Facebook group for everything. <clears throat> yeah. And when I looked at it last night, it had forty thousand likes, or like right at forty thousand yeah. likes, twelve hundred shares. Which this photo crazy. of these like tall heads just that these guys had, yeah, yeah, in just a few days, and like twelve hundred comments. And so it's cool to see, like, Johnny's Bicycle Trade is, like, somewhat trending, somewhat viral right now on just, like, weird stuff. Do you think those are the weirdest things you guys have ever got in the shop, or do you feel like you've mm. had some weirder stuff? I feel like There's you guys have had some, some weirder stuff. Weirder stuff, like strange <laughs> uh, things. What do you think is the, the coolest stuff you've ever found? Uh, the, the coolest? The Michael Jordan cutout. 
And Michael Jordan cut out. That's cool. <laughs> well, all Jordans. Full circle. Yeah. All Jordans. Shoe game strong at Johnny's Bicycle Trade Center. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's where them came yeah, that's from. where these Jordans came from. I'm wearing them for two years. For a while. <laughs> um, I don't know. We had, some, we had a lot of cool stuff. We had this paramotor, which is basically an engine strapped to your back with a helicopter yeah. blade on it that you fly yeah. with a parachute. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. yeah you would have uh, loved that, man. You were probably I, in I Africa. Got, you have yeah. to get a permit, though, to fly. Yeah. You don't have the permit? We actually oh, we started it up. We started it up for <laughs> no, a video, <laughs> and whenever we started it up, it turned sideways and hit John's finger and cut, like, the tip of his index finger off. Started right up, though. Started right up. <laughs> <laughs> Broke the blade, but it still ran good. One of my first YouTube videos is Cody starting a Briggs and Stratton like motor Five on a plank, a, so it's kind of like a skateboard, and uh, and he's he plank starts it wheels. and he goes start it right up, <laughs> and for some reason it got like a thousand views. <laughs> it was a poorly taken like yeah, uh, advertising video trying to sell this motor in the old garage. That's funny though. Uh, what else? That, that's a pretty that's a pretty sweet yeah. sweet item. Uh, I mean we've had some strange things like gold teeth. You know, for scrap like, gold. Get a lot of gold teeth. Eh, not a lot. Like, I've had like some. the tooth, not like a grill. Yeah, Just somebody tooth, pops like a tooth out. Yeah, like a, a dentist. Like AWOL's having thing. a bad day, pops out a couple of teeth. It's like, hey, how much well, you get Yeah, a grill, yeah. I've never had a grill yet, but. You used to have a grill, though, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. And I was a junior. <laughs> or no, junior high. Junior high. Yeah, yeah I had a grill, grill I got for Christmas. Had a couple money signs on that's the front when, teeth. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's when Ellie was really killing it yeah. in the West. I was back in the Nelly days. And you, you guys ever have a grill, Elijah? You seem like a guy that uh, homeschooled. I, I no never had. My brother had one though. Your My brother, brother had, had his diamonds drilled into his teeth. Now, really? Though. Yeah, straight up. That's what's up, man. I'll probably do that. Yeah. You know what? If you end up working for Michigan State, I'm gonna get your brother to replace you on here. <laughs> he sounds like a baller. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I think. Uh, I mean, the, the other thing I was gonna say is, and I, and I don't know, I don't know what you guys do with it now, but I remember when y'all were just like stacking gold, yeah. and I remember you guys hadn't really, you know, no prior like business experience, you know, in that sense, you know, you guys have been trading stuff in yeah. high school and stuff, and I remember I said, John, how you guys gonna pay taxes? And he said. I got this whole box full of gold, yeah. <laughs> and it was like it was like a lunchbox. That was just filled with gold. Because yeah. because you guys get scraps. Because yeah, you get a lot of cheap, gold in. But then it, it adds up. But what time. I thought was weird was I think I feel like John used to just take it home with him, like he would never leave it anywhere because he was afraid no, somebody no. would break in. So John true. would just run around with like probably six to ten thousand dollars in gold probably. in a box for like probably the first six months they had the shop. Yep. And I used to I remember a spoken nerd had played there and we had talked about. Uh, the shop and I was like what's crazy is John's always running around with a box of gold and he was like why and I was like I don't know man I said I, I think when John gets up in the morning he stands on a block of gold before he even stands on the floor you know yeah I said that's how he lives man stacking those gold bars we bought the lifted jeep with a gold did you yeah bought a whole jeep with gold wait did you trade it straight up or you went no, and sold it and then we didn't no. trade it because you can't trade precious metals it's illegal Oh, so you couldn't Word? go and trade the precious metal for you. I can't trade you precious metal for anything. Nope. I can buy it and then use the cash. I can trade you copper, though, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't need copper. That's the hot You've commodity. Got, like, if, the thing is, is you could go to Johnny's Buy Still Trade with, with tons of copper and make a deal for sure. Mm. For sure. If you had yeah, enough no, of it and it was clean. It's, it's harder to sell now, isn't it? You, you don't used, think that John would. do that. 
Yeah. The laws are so strict now. You have to have a commercial license for scrapping uh, because so many people were doing yeah, crazy stuff whenever the scrap ruined. hype was way up. Yeah. I, I know we got to get Zach on here really soon. Um, <laughs> but, and I know that Zach, you know, is, is one of your best friends. One of my best friends. And I know he's a real hustler. But uh, he's he's uh, he's not quite ready. He's still in makeup right now. I told him that this is an audio recording. Yeah, he's still got to do his makeup. Yeah, though. and he said, no, I've got to do my makeup. And I said, is that a spray tan? He said, no, tanning bed. And I said, okay, that's cool, whatever. Uh, part of the side hustle, I mean, of being a DJ. But, you know, it seems like, it seems like um, you know, before you were, you know, running the buy, sell, trade with John, you know, like you said, you had a lot of jobs. You were selling knives. How did it go really selling knives? You know, uh, <laughs> like how did that really go down? Like, like I see a lot of, uh, I've seen some art pieces. You know, Dan Smith of Listener, he has an album about being a knife salesman. It's oh, kind of depressing sometimes. Well, what uh, was your take on it? I think it's more of a scam than anything, really. <laughs> it's really just expensive knives that they try to get you to sell to your family. And then once you're done selling to your family, either you're out or who did you sell them to just your family yeah pretty much i think the first i think they said like the first five sales pitches need to go to your family and then you have to call after every sales pitch and say tell them what you sold or if you didn't sell anything and why you didn't sell it why they wouldn't buy it and you know most of my family's uh you know broke so i'm like well, why wouldn't you? Why, why didn't they buy nothing? I said, Well, they ain't got no money. They ain't got money for $50 for a steak knife. So then. For one steak yeah. knife? Oh, yeah. Not even like a chef's knife? No. So That's I, I up. went and did it to my with my grandpa. So my he's dad's dad. And he's got money. So he, so he, he, passed away he now, bought five family members. No, he bought, a, he bought like the beginner set for like $900. Woo! So I called wow. and reported See that. I was feeling all good. You know, I made $900. Was that Mad sale. Dog Monday? No, that wasn't. <laughs> That was probably like Wednesday, <laughs> but I called him. He's like, "All right, that's good. Don't do any more, no more interviews, or whatever. No more sales pitches until you do training in Chicago with this guy." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm done." <laughs> basically, yeah. uh, once you like did a all your scheme type, yeah, kind of like once you did, because you only got paid per hour, per every sales pitch you do. So a sales pitch usually lasts an hour. They say. So you're basically only making money if you're doing sales pitches, and then you get commission on selling the knives. Yeah, I don't trust anybody going door to door trying to sell yeah. me anything. So they no, wanted me, I, I wanted me to come to Chicago like candy bars and pay up door to door. If Little Dalton sold me a candy bar door to door, I'd have bought it. But, but yeah, my brother and I, sure. so we used to go and buy a box from the store for you know like ten dollars for thirty bars or something, and we make up a a new like uh, fundraiser door to door. And then every couple houses, you know, we'd switch it up and we sell them $2 a bar. You know, you make $50, $60 on a box, split so it. you guys were hustling candy bars. You guys were scamming. They <laughs> were scamming. Yeah. Y'all know about scamming. It's one thing I'm not, not proud of, but, you know, I was, I was a kid. I was under the direction of my if, brother. If so. you'd done a little Easy longer, influence. maybe you'd have diamond tea. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be sick. It all started at the Kool-Aid stand. <laughs> <laughs> Kool-Aid is a scam when you sell it. I know some people... Hey, I made some money just selling Kool-Aid so when I was cheap. young. Yeah, but I know some adult people who would make Kool-Aid, they call it punch, and they, like Caribbean punch or yeah. island breeze or something, 
and they'd have blue Kool-Aid, and they'd sell that for four or five dollars a, a thing at but the it, fair. Yeah, if you're at a fair or if you're at a festival, <laughs> at a festival. people will uh, they they blue go Kool-Aid. knowing that they're gonna spend money, so then it's it's just care. easy money. Yeah, so five dollar Kool-Aid's all good. It's, it's not even it's Man. not even robbing. It's just asking for donations it's at that scamming. point. It's scamming. It's scamming. <laughs> if you're calling if you're calling Kool-Aid some tropical punch, it's scamming. Hey, if you're scamming and you want to get on this podcast, we'd love to hear it. We'll uh, we'll change your voice. And uh, even if it's just media, Dave, we'll change your voice and we'll uh, we'll get you on. Um, so one one other uh, one other question I had about uh, about the jobs. So like like you worked a lot of jobs and and you've always seemed like a guy just a lot of different skills. I honestly as as you know as I've watched you grow, I always thought you could do anything. I thought man, Cody could do anything if he wanted to do it. And I've watched you take on a lot of stuff and be successful in it. But now you, you've been doing the same job for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's something to me that I find really elusive. You know that I have a hard time yeah. doing the same thing and like getting in that groove. I mean, I'm already thinking about selling all this Miko Cub stuff <laughs> and starting a car lot with Elijah because he said he was down, you know? <laughs> so, you know, uh, no, come you on, man. Bro. So is, is there a day, though, where you start thinking about doing something else? You know, it was like, mm-hmm. do you ever come in? I don't think so. You and John are fighting or something. You're like, dang, I'm gonna go do something else. <laughs> like, does that yeah, ever well, happen? What happens in that case? You just, you know, take well, half the shop with you. John's fired me three times. <laughs> I just come back the next day. It's all good. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we get mad at each other. You know, it's that happens. Brothers working together, but yeah. we get over it. Uh, I swear, That's you true. guys could have it. Uh, I just do so much different stuff. Even where I'm at now, you know, I'll be selling stuff, buying stuff, fixing chainsaws and lawnmowers fixing iPhones like I'm doing so much different stuff I guess it keeps me you you feel like you can fix my motorcycle while you're here yeah I could you feel like uh, flipping we got basketball to play a little like, bit uh, yeah we gotta go play basketball now it's the MI Baller podcast we gotta play basketball but, yeah. hypocrites. I mean I do a little bit of everything even at the shop sometimes I'll drive two hours to pick a warehouse and then the next day I'll have to fix ten iPhones you know yeah, that is that is truly a, a multifaceted like yeah. hustle. I think that's why it's hard like to find people that can like to, to hire because you have to be able oh, to hire yeah. somebody that can do everything. You yeah, know? I mean you know most zip people, recruiter. Most though, people right? do one job. You know, I'm doing like ten different things. You know, and then John does ten different things, but different than I do. I do most of the repairs. John John has a way of getting you to do things that you don't oh, even want to yeah. do too. You know. Like, he had me buying stock when I was out hunting with him that I did not want. <laughs> yep. He was like, He's dude, convincing. stocks are pretty cool. Check this out. I'm buying this one. It's like 40 cents right now. I'm like, wait, what? No, don't buy that. He's like, look, it's going up. I'm like, it is going up. <laughs> and then you start buying it, and then John's like, yeah, I made a bunch of money off of it, but I sold that. It's garbage. And you're like totally broke later, and you're like, oh, dang, why did I do what John's doing? <laughs> so it's, it's definitely one of those things. John definitely has 10 different jobs that are definitely different. And yeah. mostly involved convincing you to do crazy things. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think I think that that kind of wraps it up. But that's cool. That's a great story. Uh, if you if you're out there and you've only got you know five or ten thousand dollars with inflation, I'm gonna say if you only have ten thousand dollars and you're very very skilled <laughs> at finding a deal, yeah, inflation's huge over the last seven yeah. years. Not interested at two hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a two hundred percent double, dude. Uh, well, I was I was so accounting sorry. for your lack of skills. Like, not everybody's uh, Cody and John, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. I bought and sold stuff for a, a while before we started. Yeah. 
Jonas could be Cody if he wasn't such a bum sometimes. Jonas would be listening <laughs> Man, to this. Jonas is a bum. Dang, man, quit being a bum, man. Hey, he used to flip them listen? shoes he and used to them. really kill it, man. The sneaker game. You could be out there buy, selling, and trading every day. Jonas only buys. Like, that's all he, he just buys. He, he thinks selling. he's going to sell, and he only buys. He's yeah. got, like, he's 20 got a boxes of Reese's Puffs downstairs. Of Reese's Puffs? The Travis the Scott, Scott Reese's Puffs. Because he was going to yeah. sell them. But they're still in stores for like three dollars. Yeah, yeah you gotta hold on to those. Yeah, I for looked a while. at them. You have to hold on for a while. I bought John. some Ninja Red Bulls. Yeah, didn't work out. You know. Yeah. Remember when John them. bought the Twinkies? Though? It wasn't a bad deal because I was gonna buy them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, John John bought Twinkies though and selling them for five dollars. Yeah, each. he was. Um, Whenever eight. Hostess went out of business, Singles. he was walking around with the box like the beer man at a game, and just twinking people up for five bucks, and they were doing it. No, it's yeah, crazy. Singles. People were getting singles. $5 for singles. And then like a week later, they were released back yeah. in stores. Well, someone like bought them or they like just yeah. came back. It wasn't really a week. It, yeah, was like, it, was a it was like four or five months. Like yeah. somebody bought but them whenever they filed bankruptcy. But yeah. it was enough that everybody that bought $5 Twinkies was probably like, what the heck was I thinking? Yeah. 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 Same thing with like Toys R Us. Like FOMO, man. Their, huh? It was FOMO. It's true. it's true. They probably never even had Twinkies. They just had so much FOMO. So much FOMO. Toys R Us just like someone bought them right before they like disappeared. Target's running their yeah, online, but it's like not online the same. website. Yeah, and it's not it's not the same with Toys R Us because you know like Hostess has these products that only taste like Hostess products, and Toys right. R Us sells other people's products. You right. Know? I worked right. at Toys R Us once. You did. You were building bikes. That's no, wild. I wasn't. That's oh, you were I supposed to build. Bikes. I got hired to build bikes. <laughs> And all I did was pack shells for Black Friday, and then the night before Black Friday, I just never came back. You got hired to, to I actually bikes. got locked in the store, because, <laughs> let's be honest, I had to take a bathroom break, and I was trying to hurry, but it was one of those times, you just, it took a while. Yeah. I couldn't hurry, and it started getting quiet, and I knew it was close to closing time. So I finally got out of there, I walk out, and as I'm walking out, the guy's locking the door, walking out, and I'm like, uh-oh. So then I like, I'm in the store, no one else is in it, it's closed, and I didn't know what to do, so I just pulled the doors open, and they actually, I didn't think they'd come open, but I unlocked it, I figured they'd be, you know, security lock, but I pulled them open, alarm started going off, people were running in, and I never went back to work, so they probably thought I robbed the place, but <laughs> I, just, I don't know what to do, man. I did, that at a, I did that I at a nursing that. home. I went to go see a buddy who was working at the nursing place. home. No, I just, <laughs> I walked in to like drop off something to him. Got some I talked to him for a minute and then I was like, all right, I'm leaving. And I was on foot because I just walked there because it was close to my house. And so I just went out the back door. When I went out the back door of the nursing home, an alarm went off because I guess they're trying to make sure that people don't get don't out. Escape. Yeah, which is pretty messed up. Makes me afraid of ever being in one. And uh, when the alarm went off, instead of me going back, I just took off. I was like, oh, dang, man, I took off running. Uh, it's just something that happens, you know. It's the instinct. It's the instincts. It's it's what it's how I've survived so took long. Took off running. It's how I survived. I did not run fast. We all know that. But I was moving as good as I could. I was moving solid. When you were at Toys R Us, did you sell basketballs? Yep. That's what this <laughs> podcast is about. It's about business and basketballs. Bring Shout out to basketballs. Oh, circle it right Shout out to circle Wilson. it right back. <laughs> Good Shout out to Wilson, not Russell Wilson, because he's a footballs guy. But Wilson I mean, basketballs. Also, kind of soccer. He's a part owner now. Oh, is Sounders, he? Yeah, he's I mean, a soccer Sierra. balls guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's really just a Seattle guy. 
Seattle, Seattle he, he's soccer making moves. Shout out to Russell Wilson through his first interception of the season. Oh, poor guy. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the MI Bar podcast. Really sorry that we didn't get to a Zach Iopta today. It uh, looks like he's still in makeup, and uh, we just don't have enough time because we've got to go play basketballs. So uh, Zach will hopefully be on next week, and uh, we're, we're really looking forward to everything he has to share as a side hustler and, and a hardworking individual. Um, if you if you know of anybody like Zach and they want to uh, sponsor this podcast, we are you know uh, taking submissions. If we don't agree with your company's vision or your company's money, we will not accept. Uh, shout out to Michigan State. If they hire Dalton, I'm hiring his brother, and that will be amazing. Or if you hire me, maybe he'll hire his brother. Maybe I'm the host. Maybe he's the host. Maybe I'm the co-host. Nobody knows. Anyway, thanks for listening. Episode 2 of Am I Baller Podcast. Can't wait to have you here again. Look how you got to do the basketball right no, Come on, man. Right here. This mic. Definitely out. Come on, this mic. No. Come on, man. Can do. Come on, and we gotta get a picture. We can get a picture. Come on, Cody, do the basketball rap. When I come up in that lane, you better feel my pain. And when I come up in the paint, you better feel my game. Cause I'll dunk on yourself like LeBron James. Big fame, no name. It don't matter to me, it's just all a game. See, if I was you, I'd just stay outside. I'm about to dribble and drive. Dish it to Kirby and I'll straight up attack. Go up in the front, then I'll dunk in the back. Then I'll throw it to Trey and I'll pass me the oop. So I'll jump from the three all the way to the hoop. And I'll throw it down and shake the ground. All you hear is, oh, all around. The other team's even cheering. They're amazed. Every sign in the crowd is a raise in the Energy from the crowd is feeding my adrenaline. The rest's on their side, and we still killing them. The rest still filling them. We're ahead by 30, and they shot because we're a couple of white kids from the block. I didn't grow up in the hood. I grew up in the burbs. You want mayonnaise on your sandwich? That's my mom's exact words, so you best believe we're going to beat you. Play so much, we could be your teacher. Teach you a move and maybe a cross. If you ain't no good, then we'll give you a toss because you got to be the top of your game to play for fame and wear our name. You ain't nothing but a washed-up white boy wearing a chain. You think you a ball, a shot collar. You ain't nothing but a ball hog a shot block a free throw rim rocker you think you're good you think you're great but you couldn't hit the rim if it was big as your whole state oh one take one take, take. space jam two one take. Put, <laughs> put it in the soundtrack oh god that was, it. <laughs> that was that was i like it i feel it yeah. that's my mom's exact words that's my favorite part